Welcome to Sports Ball History Podcast, a short podcast with a focus on sports ball in general with a particular interest in Nebraska athletics because that is the team I like. Today we're going to discuss the origins and how Nebraska football became to be in its first season in 1890. The University of Nebraska and football are so intertwined it's what most people think about when they hear Nebraska. However, that wasn't always the case, and football had a long road to become the sport of the state that it is today. The first football game was between Rutgers and Princeton. It was a 6-4 victory for the Rutgers Queensmen. This game happened to be played in 1869. This is also the same year that the University of Nebraska was founded. However, it would take a long time for the sport to make it all the way out to Nebraska. Nebraska's first game was on 1890, however, that was not the start interest in the sport on campus. On October 1st, 1883, the school newspaper at the time, the Hesperian, lamented that there was enough people kicking around campus that they should start a team, saying, It seems as though there was enough latent energy among those students at least to kick the distended football. Later on, the new same newspaper also said that Nebraska in the fall had the perfect weather for football, and it would only make sense that we adopted the sport. Also around this time, fraternities and other student organizations and social groups started to play the game within the university, forming their own teams and club teams to play against each other, usually on the green spaces around campus like outside the student union. However, First, they needed to set a groundwork for the idea of schools even playing other schools. This happened in March 1889, when Doan College challenged Nebraska's baseball team to a match where they were defeated 23-6 by the Huskers. This set the precedent that colleges should play other colleges, which was a relatively new idea, especially out west. Later in 1889, Doan College would challenge our football team to a match. However, this invite would be initially rejected due to faculty and staff not approving of playing the game off campus. Regardless, a new challenger would approach soon. Omaha YMCA in 1890 challenged Nebraska to play a game. The student newspaper at the time, also the Hesperian, announced this, saying, Our football team has been challenged by the YMCA of Omaha. It is to be hoped that this challenge will revive interest in football, and that this sport will soon occupy the position that it should hold in the university. What the Hesperian is referencing here is that it was seen as a rite of passage for big real state colleges to have football teams at this time. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, and schools like that in the Ivy League were setting the precedent that if you were a real college, you played football against other colleges. Nebraska, being on the fringes out west where only about 10 years prior to the pioneer days end, wanted to establish itself as an eastern real university, and football was a means to that end. It gave the school notoriety and legitimacy that it really craved at this crucial juncture in its history. Nebraska was led to Omaha by Dr. Langdon Frothingham, a Harvard graduate who was also a veterinary professor at the University of Nebraska. 
He was only chosen because he had some familiarity with the sport, because he was a Harvard graduate, and Harvard was one of the early powers in the sport. Other than that, though, he had very, very little experience with the sport and had zero experience coaching a team. It is unclear whether he actually traveled with the team to Omaha. However, he did prepare them and practice with them for both of their games that they would play in the 1890 season. The roster for this team would be largely made up of random people around campus who had some experience in the sport in general. Otherwise, it would be made up of people in fraternities and other groups who had some experience playing the sport. The roster of this team would be made up of Arthur Anderson at left tackle, Charles Chandler at tackle, Ernest Gerard at quarterback, Frederick Hyde at guard, James Johnson at halfback, W.M. Johnson at just player, we don't know exactly what position he played, Harrison Lord at tackle, Ebenezer Mockett at halfback, Frank Morrow at fullback, Bradley Mosher at fullback, a player just named Oliver at halfback, James Porterfield at tackle, Charles Skiles at end, William Stockton at guard, Charles Stroham just listed as a player. Albert Troyer at fullback and or left end, and L.E. Troyer at end. The game was to be played on Thanksgiving Day, 1890, at cassette kickoff time of 3 p.m. Around 500 students from the university came for the game. They are quoted to have displayed small blue pennants and sang rally cries for the university, as reported by the Omaha Daily Bee at the time. It is fair to note at this time that football had very different rules for how it would be operated. For one, the line of scrimmage did not exist yet. This was before the reforms that would come later in the 20th century. Also, the amount of points scored for a touchdown was different. You would get four points for a touchdown and then two points for the extra point. At this point in history, the game was very, very different and still in its early stages. For one, the amount of points scored hadn't fully been settled yet. For this game in particular, a touchdown was worth four points and an extra point was worth two points. Also, at this point, many of the rules introduced to the sport were very new. For example, the line of scrimmage was added only seven years prior, and also the amount of yards to get a first down as a concept at all was only added in 1883, seven years prior as well. But at this point, it was only five yards necessary to get a first down. This would later be increased to 10, mainly as a player safety measure. Also later, they would introduce the forward pass. But at this point, the only real thing you could do was forms of punting and also running the ball or laterals. Also at this point, only two years prior, tackling was allowed below the waist. This would mean that heavier players were very much discouraged because they're easier to knock over when you tackle them in the legs. Also, only one year prior, officials were finally given whistles and stopwatches for games. At this point, there was only two officials, a referee and an umpire. A referee would follow the action of the play as it played out, while the umpire would stand behind the linebackers and the linemen to watch the action from there. 
Also important to mention at this point, weirdly, that a field goal was actually worth five points, which was more than a touchdown was worth if you didn't get the conversion. Also important to mention is Nebraska was not the Cornhuskers at this point. Neither were they the well-known Bug-Eye nickname. In fact, they were the Old Gold Knights, and they wore khaki and gold-flourished uniforms. The scarlet and cream of the later Nebraska uniforms actually was inspired by Womaha YMCA, who wore scarlet shirts and cream-colored pants. The game started with an Omaha possession. Omaha YMCA drove down the field around 40 yards and then proceeded to fumble the ball. Nebraska recovered the ball but failed to receive any meaningful yardage off that possession. Omaha's next possession ended early when an attempt to kick the ball out of the end zone failed, and the kicker was tackled by Charles Chandler and James Porterfield, making Nebraska's first ever points scored a safety for two points, making the score of the game 2-0 Nebraska over Omaha. After this, Nebraska got into field goal range. However, due to their inexperience with the sport, the way the kicker kicked the ball was in the style of a punt, which the referees ruled was actually a punt and not a kick, and then made the kick ineligible. Therefore, the score stayed 2-0. A few plays later, Nebraska forced Omaha to fumble in their own end zone. Instead of risking a touchdown by a Nebraska recovery in the end zone, Omaha purposely went down with the ball in their own end zone, forcing a safety, making the score 4-0 Nebraska. In the second half, Nebraska forced another safety, making the score 6-0. Then, the teams both traded possessions without scoring, until Albert Troyer, who was either a left tackle or a fullback, it is not fully known and sources debate this, broke through the line of scrimmage, staggered forward for a few yards, and finally scored the first touchdown in Nebraska history for four points. However, the conversion was failed when the kicker missed the pylons, making the final score of the game 10-0 Nebraska. The reaction of the crowd was very, very loud for the students visiting this game. However, the local Omahans weren't so thrilled about the outcome of the game. At this time, unlike today, Omaha was not a huge supporter of the university, and also wasn't the hugest supporter of the sport of football in general. In fact, very few people from Omaha even watched this game. The only blurb about it at all from Omaha is about two sentences in the Omaha World Herald and a few paragraph column in the Omaha Daily Bee talking about how the game went, and it is the primary source of information on this game. Later that academic year in Crete, Nebraska, they played Doan College. This game was far more lopsided. That lopsided nature started when Nebraska player Oliver, it is not known whether that is his first or last name, ran down the field for a 25-yard touchdown, which then had another two-point conversion tacked on at the end. Remember, at this time, a two-point conversion is just kicking the extra point, which made the score 6-0 Nebraska. A little bit later in the game, Oliver ran for another touchdown. However, the conversion kick was missed, making the score 10-0 Nebraska just before halftime. 
Right before the half could finish, Ebenezer Mockett for the Huskers ran for another touchdown, and Doan was down 14-0 to at half. During the second half, very little would happen. Basically, the teams would go for and out and then punt the ball. However, Nebraska did get into field goal range, but missed, leaving the score remaining at 14-0. Then, right before the end of the game, James Porterfield for Nebraska ran for another touchdown for the Huskers, making the score 14-0 as time expired. These early victories would be crucial for establishing football as a major sport at Nebraska. This early success allowed the school to start scheduling more regular games, including a game against Doan the next season and also a match against the University of Iowa that year, which would kick off one of the Huskers' main rivalries for the rest of its history. Today, these games aren't very well remembered at all. The fields that they are played on are now a building in Doan College's case, and a small housing block in the center of Omaha in the Omaha YMCA game's place. Even the Omaha YMCA that we played against doesn't even exist anymore. They moved out of that location about 15 years after the game was played. There are no pictures of this game, only posed photos of the team's uniforms a year later, and not with the entire rosters intact. Even most of the names of these players aren't complete, or their position isn't known, or it's disputed, and very other information about these players' lives is not. Even in most cases, you don't know where they were from, or what major they studied at the university. All surviving info we have is their name, occasionally how old they were, and that they played football here against Omaha YMCA and Doan. For that reason, it's very important that we honor their memory, that we try to remember what they did, because without this early success, without these players going out there practicing, learning this new sport, and going to play, we would never have the games of the century, Johnny Rogers' touchdown run. We would never have all the Big 8 titles, all the national championships. We would never have any of it. And that is why it's important to remember and to learn about these people from the past.